On today's podcast, I give an honest answer to a question that I asked for 15 years and was constantly given the wrong answer to, which just set me up to fail. And the beautiful part is that everything we talk about in today's show, including the model or the books, applies to you to get clarity in your vision, whether you're designing something positive or you're under full constraint, feel tied down and don't know what decision to make or which path to go. I talk about all of it. I break it down and I literally tell you all the coaching that I wish I could receive because I paid for all the wrong coaching and all the wrong answers to these questions for way too many years. So without further ado, I'm going to stop bumping my gums because I do enough of that in the episode. So let's get into the show. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good. Because this is the Mind of George podcast, where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Mind of George Show, where I have Harry Potter flowing through my veins and some questions that I get to answer today. Well, actually, a couple questions that have the same theme that lead to the same answer. So I'm really, really excited about today's show, and I got to close the Harry Potter loop. If you guys do not follow me on Instagram, it's uh, at it's George Bryant. I wish you would. I never watched Harry Potter. I never read Harry Potter. And I was like, no, I'm not into it. And then I started reading Branson, a Harry Potter book at bed. The first one and about 100 pages in, I was like, I'm a fan. And then we spent all weekend in a Harry Potter marathon. And so I just had to say that because I finished the last one last night and I love it. By the way, my favorite character is Snape. I feel like he's a lighthouse. I love it. I love the character development. I loved where it ended. I loved God, it was just so good. Like, I love it. I'm a fan. I'm a 40-year-old fan. And that has absolutely nothing to do with today's podcast, but it has everything to do with my life because Harry Potter was on my mind. And so today's podcast is is really, really interesting. And I'm just going to frame this right now and say, I'm going to read you these questions. I'm going to give you some context, some advice, some answers, but I'm also going to say this very openly. This is the question that I sat with for 10 years, 15 years, where I was convinced (laughs) that somebody else could give me an answer when in actuality, I was the only one who could cook in the kitchen. I was the only one who could make the recipe, right? So we got uh, two really loaded questions submitted. And then over the last week, I've gotten the same question about two or three times. And I've given the same answer. And everyone's like, that was so effective. That was so helpful. That was so amazing. And so I decided to share it with you. But I'm going to read you these two questions. I'm going to paint a picture because I want today's episode to be succinct, short, to the point so that you can get into it, you can get back to it, you can do whatever that is. So question number one, do I quit my business that is dead attached and switch gears to coaching or push harder and sell all the inventory left in the business then decide from there? That's question one. Question two is my business isn't making a profit. And for the next three years, I'm in a role that drains my soul. How do I make money in the meantime without struggling as a single mom with anxiety? And these questions, um, I cried when I read them. They land for me. Um, I'm in a similar situation right now as Ashley and I have literally restructured the entire business. Um, All my offers, 
all we deliver. I made a decision a couple of months ago that I didn't want to travel anymore unless it was really important because my time with Branson and I was actually stuck with similar questions of like, what do I do? Like, how am I going to change this? That's a lot of revenue to replace and boom, boom, boom. And I even had panic attacks. Like I had a week, a couple of weeks ago where I was in meltdown and panic attack. And I had to actually (laughs) basically remind myself of the thing I'm going to say for you today. And luckily Ashley is there and my support's there and my SOS to guide me. And these are questions that I feel like most people ask, most people ask coaches, most people ask people, and they set them up to fail because they give them an answer that will never work. And the hard reality of these questions is that the only answer can come from you. And I find that the biggest challenge is that we lose perspective because we get stuck at the thousand foot view because of how heavy and how scary and how much pressure, or as Alex Sharfin calls it, constraint is there. Now, these are things that I help my one-on-one clients with. I, I can do this with them, but in the context of a podcast, I can't give you this answer because I'm missing too much context. But I figured I might as well say this now. Uh, we are opening up some slots for 2024, uh, probably three to four of them for me to help take on three to four more one-on-ones to help them build and scale their business because I'm really excited to do it again. But other than that, even when I'm in with them, I just spend hours in this process with them so we can find the pieces, we can pull them out of their pill bottles. So the first thing is, is that what I've found is that when I'm in these questions, when I'm having these feelings, when I'm looking for clarity of like, oh, should I do this or this? Or how do I do this? Or I have too much sunk cost or I have this. The first thing I have to do is I have to pattern interrupt and change my state of thinking because I'm stuck inside the pill bottle, right? And I think one of the easiest ways to do this is to really focus on how we think. And so I'm going to make a book recommendation right now. Uh, Mike Michalowicz's book, Fix This Next. And the reason I'm making this book recommendation is because in Mike's book, Mike breaks down core functions of business and what you should focus on to accomplish what you would like to accomplish. The same principles and practices apply to your day, to your life, to your relationship, but it's about changing the way that you think and changing the perspective that you have. And so first thing is, is that my number one answer is that I don't think it's an or world. I think it's an end world. And I think that people lose when they think it's or. Can I do this or this? Can I do this or this? And what I genuinely, genuinely believe is that when I'm under constraint or this pressure is here, that everything's cloudy and I can't see and I need a perspective shift because I also understand that no matter what, and I've learned this through time, whatever challenges I'm currently facing in my business, no matter what, if I close the business, get away from the business, those same exact challenges are going to come up in a different business or in a different model or a different offer. They're not there because of a lack of information. It's a lack of execution or alignment or things that are here, right? They're an invitation for me to fix. And so the first thing is, is that anything that we want to change first requires us to know exactly where we are, right? And so in Mike's book, Fix This Next, he talks about this, talks about processes and things, or we have a process called dreamstorming, which I will talk about today. But really what you're doing is you're sitting with yourself or somebody you know or somebody you trust, and you're you're changing the perspective to kind of do an analysis or a current state of the entire situation. And the reason I say this is like, even if we decide we want to go somewhere. We want to go somewhere different. We want to change where we're going. 
in order for us to do that, we have to effectively be able to know exactly where we are. That's the current state, right? And in the lens of this and my own self included of like, okay, I don't want to travel as much. Well, I get paid a copious amount of money to travel that I have to replace. And then I was like, okay, well, what are some options? And they didn't come in a day or a week or a month. They've come piece by piece as I've been willing to sit with it. And every morning, like, okay, what feels good? Okay, how could I do this? How could I do this? But it's also allowing myself the space and to ask myself the right questions out of the field or out of the inside of the pill bottle that I'm stuck in to change my perspective. Because for me, the hardest thing about these questions, and I watch people coach people all the time, it's like even in reading these questions, I'm about to cry because nobody can give you these answers. And I, I literally, years ago, I would coach people. I'd be like, well, do this or do this, but I don't know. And nobody will know but you because it's yours. Only you know what makes you happy. Only you know what makes you aligned. But I think and believe that the reason I struggled for so long is because whenever I would feel stuck like this or overwhelmed or lacking clarity in any of this, I also would only think of solutions that had massive implications, right? That seemed almost impossible to do instead of breaking it down chunk by chunk and choosing a direction to walk in to see what direction I might want to go, right? And so I want to talk you guys through my dreamstorming process. And well, it's Disney's dreamstorming. And then my buddy Brad Costanza named it dreamstorming. But I think it's one of the most powerful tools because really what it is, is it's changing the perspective and it's helping you see the game. And no matter what, if you want to change anything in your life, anything in your business, you want clarity on anything, you have to have a 100% accurate picture of what's currently happening. And that I have found has been one of the biggest breakthroughs for me, but also one of the things that I avoided forever, right? I'm just like, oh, I have scarcity. Well, I won't look at the bank account or, oh, there's all this work for me to do. I'll just avoid my inbox. Like that, that's never the path, right? It's, we have to go through it. We have to go in it. And so in this process, right, the dreamstorming process that I talk about, and I've talked about this on podcasts before, but really what it is, is it kind of forces your brain into divergent thinking. And it also allows you to get all the rumination and all the stuff that's overwhelming, that's causing anxiety, that's making your heart race, that can't get you out of your brain and put it on paper, which actually makes it real and tangible, right? And so no matter what model you choose, whether you go read Mike's book or you Google like how to current state myself or how to do a SWOT analysis, which is strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, the threats, you have to find a way to get all of that stuff that's in your head out on a piece of paper or out in somewhere so that you can look at it objectively and figure out what the next best steps are to figure out where you want to go, right? And in my opinion, I've never been one to burn the ships. I've always been one to build another bridge before you knock the first one down. And so with the dreamstorming process, I'm going to break this down. It's basically forcing you to think differently. So there's three states or three rooms or three stages uh, number one is called the dream state. Number two is called the real state. And number three is called the critic state. And the dream state is like what, right? Like what is it? The real state is how. And the critic state is what could go wrong. And there's some important rules for this. So first, it requires state changes. And so when you're doing this process, if you're doing this alone and you have a piece of paper out and you're like, okay, I'm going to dream. Well, here's the rules. When you're in the dream department, there's only a couple things you can do. You can only talk about the dream, but you can't talk about what it is. I mean, you can't talk about how you're going to do it or what could go wrong or talk about the problem, 
but not how you're going to fix it or what could go wrong. So the dream, the label is really like, what is the thing that we're focusing on? One of those things that you could be focused on is launching my next book to be a New York Times bestseller, or it could be, do I quit my business that has that attached and switch gears to coaching? Or um, I want to make money as a single mom with blank, right? And you, you put whatever the goal is. And when you're in this state, you actually have to like set a timer or set a space very intentionally. And you have to put yourself into that state and you have to just add to the what. Well, I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. I could add this. I could include this. And you need to write down and allow your brain as much divergent thinking as possible to identify like all the pieces of clarity or that you're triaging in the what department. And when you feel complete there, you take a break, right? Like if you're doing this alone, you go take a 10 minute break, you go for a walk and then you come sit back down, but you sit down in a different place. Like you actually state change to change your environment. And then you get into the real room, right? And in the real room, the only question that you're asking is how could it be done? Not how can it be done? How could it be done? But you can't add or take away from the what and you can't poke holes in it. And so if your example, and Ashley even wrote, um, some of them in here, right? Uh, so if you are taking the one that she used in here, if you're in the what department or in the dream department, take a quick moment to bullet out three to five sentences to describe your situation, right? So I'm currently not creating enough income in the business to support the family. I'm struggling with deciding if I should do X or Y, or I'm trying to eliminate the business debt in order to sell, right? Like you have to identify what that is, okay? And so then if you stay in that bucket and you paint that picture, you really just want to give yourself the permission to really dream on what it would look like. Like, what would my life look like in five years if I held this paintbrush, right? Like, where would I want to go? Like, what we're really doing is flexing the muscle of our brain to help us remember what we're capable of, but also to find clarity, right? And so once we've done the dream, and in these examples, right, like, let's pick, I'm struggling with deciding if I should do X or Y, right? Or trying to eliminate the business debt in order to sell. Let's pick that one. Trying to eliminate the business debt in order to sell. So what's the problem? I'm trying to eliminate the business debt in order to sell. I have this much debt. This is where it's coming from. This is how much revenue I have. This is what I don't know. This is a blank, blank. And you literally list it all out, right? And then you get clear on like what the challenge is. And then when you get into the how, you have to use divergent thinking in the real room. And then you have to break that down. Trying to eliminate the business debt in order to sell. Okay, cool. Give me 50 creative ways on how you could eliminate the business debt. And this is where people tend to lose the game because when we're under constraint, when we're under, that's what Alex Sharpen calls it, when we're under constraint, our brain doesn't think. It literally tunes into trauma. So it limits us and we don't see opportunity right in front of us. And I'm pretty sure everybody listening to this has had a moment where they've been really overwhelmed, really emotional, feeling everything is done. And then like a day later, had a perspective shift and be like, holy shit, I had the answer the whole time. That's exactly what I'm talking about, right? So then in the in the real state, in that how room, if the what is I'm trying to eliminate the business debt in order to sell, well, in the real room, I'm like, well, I could do this. I could get a side job. I could sell paintings on the internet. I could call Joe Rogan and ask for a million dollars. I could do blank. I could do blank. And you actually have to list out all the possible creative ideas that you've allowed yourself to dream of to come up with a solution. And then when you're done in the real state, you take a break, you state change, and then you come back and you go into the critic state. And in the critic state, everybody gets this one wrong. Everybody thinks the critic's job is to poke holes 
because they're mad. They're actually protecting the thing because what they're saying is like, hey, this what that you want to do and this how, these are all the things that could go wrong, right? And so what you do in the critic room is you poke out the vulnerabilities. We don't have that. I don't know that. I don't know that. And what you should be left with in that critic room, because you can't add or take away from the what, you can't add or take away from the how, you can only stay in the critic. What you should be left with is a list of things that would get in the way of all your hows being accomplished. And so when you look at the combination of those together, it basically gives you the most accurate picture to then say, okay, I have all these things. I have to eliminate this debt. It's 300K in debt. Well, here's the funny part. To eliminate 300K in debt, you have to do it dollar by dollar. So then we would look at that and then we'd be like, okay, cool. What's the first thing that we could do that aligns, that supports us, that feels like it's the direction that we're going, right? And so for me, whether you use dreamstorming, whether you use a SWOT analysis, whether you use a best friend and you're like, hey, I'm stuck, sit down with me. Let me talk out loud and put this on a piece of paper. I will tell you that most of the time, the biggest challenges that people have when they're faced with this, myself included, and I am fucking guilty of this all day, and it is still a shadow of mine that I'm working on, and I'm flexing it actively. Like I've texted 30 of my friends in the last week. I'm like, hey, can you give me perspective on this? Hey, I need, I need help with this. Hey, can you help me break this down? The two biggest challenges that people have is number one, when they get stuck under constraint with one of these triggers, they stay in their head, try to do it alone, don't ask for help and don't get out of it. Or number two, they do ask, but they're advocating their vision to somebody else to tell them how or what. And what I have learned through my own personal experience in end coaching and clients and all these people I've talked to, never does it stick because it wasn't yours in the first place. And when you borrow somebody's clarity without it being yours, it can't stick because when you get stressed or tired or you're under constraint, you're not going to remember what it is and it's not going to be consistent. And so irregardless, the way that I think about this, even in my life is like, okay, I don't like this. This isn't working. This isn't ideal. I would like to solve this or I would like to create this. I ultimately know that in order for it to be my vision or my life, I can collect information and ideas from people, but the ultimate final decision has to be 100% mine. And it doesn't mean it's going to be the right decision. There is no right decision. It means that it's the right one for me in that moment to allow me to take an action, which will get me closer to clarity or closer to the result so that I can stay in progress and not stuck in rumination. And for me, I think that that's the most important part because no matter what challenge we're up against, we have to know exactly what it is in order for us to fix it. Like you would never want to go into battle and not know who your enemy is, or you never want to go into a meeting unprepared if you had the choice to be prepared. Like you have to know the whole situation, right? And so you're probably in one of two buckets. Finding that current state for yourself might be overwhelming. It might cause too much anxiety, which for me happens. And so I'll call Ashley. I'm like, hey, can you dream with me? Or hey, can you do this with me? Or you might be able to do it on your own. But what you really have to find is that full current state picture. And sometimes it includes emotions. Like this weekend, it was me crying and crying and crying. Some of them were good. Some of them were sad. It was a lot of rumination. And then I ended up with a ton of clarity, sent Ash an idea. And she's like, that's genius. And I'm like, oh, I'm glad I felt that, right? Like, it's completely okay to be a part of that experience. 
it is challenging at times. Sometimes it can feel overwhelming, but what I found it's because I don't remember or I'm looking for clarity, but I'm stuck in that trap and it's almost impossible to find, right? And so for me, this comes down to like perspective, responsibility, and then not doing it alone to find the first piece to put into practice. That first piece might be, I don't have a solution yet, but I'm going to go for a walk every day because I need 10 minutes by myself and I just want to feel this way. Or, you know what? I don't know how I'm going to make money yet, but I'm going to call five women I know and I'm going to ask them if I've ever helped them with anything that they might be willing to pay me for. You have to be willing to take an action and to try things in the recipe in order to get a solution. There is no plan. There is no amount of planning. There's no amount of questions. There's no amount of anything that if all you do is overanalyze and think and look for an answer that's going to create the clarity. It comes down to you getting the most accurate current state that you can and then figuring out one bite in the future of where you want to go and moving that piece or heading in that direction. And it might so happen that when you get to that second piece, it gives you a different clarity that might change your direction, but you can't get that or plan all of those things until you start from the very, very, very beginning. And I think that this is the most important part, right? It's like, I just annoyed myself. I just have to call that out. I just said it's like, and I literally went through my head and started making fun of myself and thought of that movie Clueless. That was really, 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 really funny. (laughs) Sorry. I haven't watched that movie in like 20 years, but immediately when I said like, I literally started making fun of myself in my brain. So I apologize. When you start thinking about these things, whatever you get to clarity, however you get there, here's what I think is the most powerful part of all of it. All you have to end with is a list of options, some list of options. I could do this. I could do this. I can try this. And when you have that list of options, whether it's three to five, all you have to do is rank them and find the easiest one that gets you into momentum. And and quite frankly, this works from a psychological level. You can go watch Huberman. You can watch behavioral people. You can read Atomic Habits. But also, the moment you have an ounce of clarity and you take an action on it, it helps you eliminate that rumination and reprogram it and get you into momentum that leads to more clarity. And so no matter what this looks like for you, your first thing could be, hey, I'm going to take 20 minutes and I'm actually just going to take the time to write down what it is I want my life to look like in three years. We'll do that and then celebrate it and then pick the next one. But with these questions, I can't give you a straight answer unless you are a one-on-one client and we're sitting here in my office or doing any of that to help you process it. You have to process this with you, people close to you, you and your team, people that you trust that will hold you accountable to what it is that you want to create. But it's up to either you or you and the people around you to figure out your current situation, to collect the resources, ideas, or things that you have, prioritize them, bite them, chunk them down, and get into progress. And for me, I think that that's the advice that I wish somebody told me a long, 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 long time ago because I spent a lot of money paid a lot of people and lost a lot of friendships by calling friends and saying, I need help. Can you help me? Tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. Like, yeah, we'll do this. We'll do this. We'll do this. And it never ended well because it has to be mine. It has to be aligned. It has to come from me or else it has absolutely no chance of working. And I literally feel like right now in November of 2023, I am now really, really starting to see clearly how I want my lighthouse to look. And I've been doing entrepreneurship for 
13 years. And I feel like right now is the first time, and I mean the first time that I feel clear, confident, believe in myself, and know I'm actually going to do it. And the last 13 years has been a whole lot of guessing and testing, but all of that guessing and testing has brought clarity. It's also allowed me to process emotions. It's also allowed me to heal. It's also helped me become a better man. And I think that that's the point of this work, because if you're listening to this podcast, you're not out selling things to transact with people. Like you're here to make a difference. You're here to be a lighthouse. And then this is the work because it's your vision and you have to paint it. And sometimes our castles get attacked. Sometimes our kingdoms get attacked and we literally are like, wow, it's done. It's not, it's ours. We might have to start back from the beginning, but as long as we put brick by brick and it's aligned and we take action, we will get there sooner than later. And so I feel like making one more book recommendation because it keeps coming up for me. And this book was also probably one of the best ways that I utilized these moments or these challenging parts of constraint to process. And that is the holistic psychologist book. Uh, I think it's called Do the Work by Nicole Pera. But even specifically with her future self journaling is another practice where you could literally start writing and start breaking down with her questions where you want to be or what the solutions might be. And so whatever path you choose, I just invite you to choose a path. And by the way, if you listen to this whole podcast, every single thing here can be applied in a positive manner too. the dream storming, the future. Uh, like with Nicole LaPera's book, you can do it from the lens of like healing trauma or who you want to be in the future. In the dream storming process, you can do it through the lens of like, what's the challenge or what's the dream? Either way, everything here is applicable because if it's yours, it has to be yours and the clarity has to come from you or those close to you as you distill and you make the final decision. And so I wanted to do this. Uh, if I can help you in any way, please let me know. And I will say this, we are opening up uh, probably like three or four slots, like I said earlier. Um, so if you're interested, if you want to spend a year with me, minimum, some of them have been in way longer, uh, just shoot me a DM. We'll jump on a call. We'll figure out how I can help or I'll send you to somebody else. But I love you to pieces. I appreciate you immensely. We're getting ready for the event. So I'm kind of like excited. And, and I literally feel like Harry Potter, like filled my bucket. Like I know this sounds really, really silly, but that was probably like the best weekend I've had with my son was watching eight or nine Harry Potters laughing, tickling, and like being a little kid. And I swear to God, since I've watched those movies, the level of clarity, the dreams, the creative ideas that have been coming have been flowing. And so however you choose to get your brain to pattern interrupt is the best way. But know that everything has to be bite by bite, piece by piece, and ultimately the decision has to be yours. So that's what we have in today's episode. I apologize that it wasn't as short as I intended, but once I started talking, I just decided we should do all of it. So I hope this was helpful. I hope you have an absolutely wonderful day. Remember that relationships beat algorithms and I'll either see you in the next episode or you will hear me in your earballs. but either way, I'm out. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Mind of George Show. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, 
my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com, and I'll see you in the next episode.